Hey yo, welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff, it's like this and like that, sitting in a lotus seat. We breathe deep from our heads to our feet till we feel inner heat, a little bit of rhythm for your soul, stretching out your minds from your head to your toes, we in our flow state, we don't know no hate, we end up feeling great though, so we correlate. Coil snake gonna rise sunshine. We take our time to appreciate divine grace It takes place in a pace in the inner states From a country road down to the interstate We contemplate this, we here to make this We here to break this, but we never fake this We never hate kids, we in the love vibe Me and my whole tribe, we gonna try to be fly with the sunshine Hello all you beautiful people out there All you beyonders, beyonding Beyond the bounds of beyondidity. That's right. Beyondidity is a state of mind where anything can happen. All roads lead to possible outcomes and circumstances. Sounds a little creepy? Sounds a little bit too real? That's because I'm actually talking about real, real life. And that can, at times, get a little bit overwhelming because of all the possibilities. Just think of them. There are so many options out there. Like, you could decide to stay home from work today. And you could go on a walk. And on that walk, you might meet someone who completely changes your life's path. All because you skipped work for one day. In the long run of your life, what's one day, really? When you look at all the total sum of days you've spent at that job, what is one day really gonna hurt if you're not there? So, head on outside, go for that walk. Feel the energetic possibilities of life looming over you in a beautiful dance sequence. And if that freaks you out, man, you could always buy my freaking book. It's all about how to calm down, man. It's here to like help you and stuff. <laughs> yeah, this book is written with like regular talking and it's throwing away all the hippy dippy woo woo jargon, all that weird new age talk. Out the door. What's in the door? Just the facts. Facts about what? Facts about your new meditation practice and how just one minute each day can open up several new doors of possibility just for you while at the same time alleviating the anxiety associated with so many options. Head on over to www.jcoleyoga.ca and scroll on down to the books section. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Louisiana, it's Joyce Wheeler talking today about living naturally and how she got to this place with her husband's illness, making natural skincare products, her podcast, Natural Bliss and the Green Woman podcast. Joyce has been living this natural lifestyle since 2012. And she is such a nice lady, and it was so wonderful to talk to someone as grounded as Joyce. Okay, folks, so make some noise for Joyce Wheeler. Joyce to be on Wheeler. The mat. Uh, generally, uh, it's not, it hasn't always been about like yoga, but I've been having a lot of yoga enthusiasts and yoga teachers on here lately. And uh, it's it's cool to like branch out away from that because that was never really like, my goal was to just interview a bunch of yoga people <laughs> and kind of why it was called beyond the mat. Cause it's like everything else away from. So I know a lot of people seem to have this like idea that this is going to be a show where we just talk about yoga, but it's, it's not, 
not going to be. Um, and so we got hooked up through this uh, podcast network, which is pretty cool, linking everybody together. Just want to do a little shout out to them. And yeah, so I just have a little bit of notes uh, about you. And so tell me a little bit about yourself, about nat- natural living. It says you started a natural lifestyle since 2012. So that's kind of a broad spectrum of things. If you just want to maybe. Expand. Yeah, it, yeah, it actually started um, when my husband developed mercury poisoning back in 2008 from the amalgam fillings that he had in his mouth. He had been misdiagnosed by the doctors with recurring mono and chronic fatigue syndrome. And when a lot of his symptoms didn't match the diagnosis. He asked the doctor about it, and the doctor just said, well, when the mono goes away, those symptoms will go away also. And he's a, a truck driver, and he was told well, he would get better. He didn't get better. He just got worse. It landed up being out of work for probably like a year. But prior to that year, probably like maybe five months into the time that he had stopped working, he was watching TV, and a talk show came on. There was a man on there who had eaten sushi for 20 years as his main source of protein, and he had mercury poisoning, and he started talking about his symptoms. My husband was like, that's me. So then he was trying to figure out where he was getting it from, so he started doing some research. That led to the amalgam fillings, and he had like 10 of them in his mouth. So during the research, he had found out that the American Dental Association had a gag order on the dentist to where they could not tell us that the mercury fillings were toxic or they could lose their license. Hmm. So when we found that out, we were just like, okay, well, what else aren't they telling us? What else we don't know? And it was like Pandora's box just flew open. We started learning about the fluoride in the water, uh, the genetically modified foods, the harmful chemicals in the foods and then the cleaning products and beauty care products, the fluoride in the water, the chemtrails, and just on and on and on. And that's when we just went, well, he had a friend of his that owned a health uh, store, and he told her what he was going through. And she was like, well, why don't you come over to the shop and detox? So he started detoxing with the foot bath ionizer, mm-hmm. and then he started taking broken cell, broken cell Corella, Vitamin C and vitamin D, and those he alternated between one week on, one week off. And he started getting better. And um, he actually got well enough to where he was able to go back to work, but not as a truck driver. He had to take a desk job. Right. During that time, he was, during that time, he was getting money together to have the fillings removed. She directed him towards a dentist that could remove them safely. Then once he had them taken out, he continued with the protocol that she set up for him. And he started getting better. Wow. And, yeah, and right now, he's, he'll, he'll be 60 next year. And he says he feels better now than he did at 40. And in tracking back a lot of his symptoms, he tracked them back to, like, when he was 11 years old that he first started getting the amalgam fillings put into his mouth. That's amazing. So that's what... Yeah, so that's what led us to start turning things around. And we just went, you know, we... We can't live like this anymore. We have to start changing things. Yeah. So we did that, and it, it took us two years to get everything in our uh, everything in the house organic, including our seasoning, the water cleaning product. That's everything's organic. And then during that time, 
I decided to start learning about herbs and how to use those to not just to heal naturally, but we want to prevent things. How can we prevent from getting sick? So I started learning about herbs, and during that time, I was learning how to make a salve. So I decided to go beyond what they were saying to, of the herbs to use, and I used like three different herbs that I chose. Well, it turned out that I did something really great. My husband, as a truck driver, went to this one place where he would fuel, and the woman behind the counter had psoriasis. And she was complaining about it. My husband said, well, here, try this. When he went back in there again, she was like, wow, where did you get that? I want some of that. And then she started telling her coworkers about it and other customers about it. And they started wanting it. And my husband was like, you've got something here. Yeah. So we so we started marketing the salve. We started doing events and, and other things and promoting the salve and, and selling more of the salve. Well, I had also formulated a whole organic i use only organic ingredients they're certified organic i'm not (laughs) my company's not that's too expensive i'm too small Mm -hmm. but during that time i had formulated a whole skincare regimen for myself but i hesitated to market them at all because i I have two scrubs and then our society is all about the senses how does it smell how does it look how does it feel well it doesn't look pretty i use ben and i claim my nighttime scrub and it turns it black, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't. It, it doesn't, and it doesn't smell. I don't use any essential oils or anything in my skincare products, so it, it smells very earthy. Now, some people like that; they like that it has that earthy smell, and others are just just can't get beyond it. Yeah. So I started giving my skincare regimen to some of my neighbors and my friends to check out, and they liked it. So I started selling that too. So you made like an alternative to the earthy smell and stuff. Cause like, I don't know. I love earthy smell and stuff and I can't stand lemons. I don't know why lemons are associated with clean and I can't stand the smell of, of cleaner or any of this stuff. It's just like, uh, I like, uh, I like earthy sandalwoods and Nag Champa and I don't know, just really, I, I like stuff like that. So that sounds like, that sounds like something I'd be interested in is stuff like that. And, uh, is this, is this linked in with what it says? Uh, it just says green woman. What's that? Oh, I host the, uh, green woman store podcast. Oh, okay. I'm the host for that. Okay. Yeah. They, um, and they provide some of my products are up there too. It's just all women based and women who have products for women. So that's what that is. Okay. So yeah, I started hosting their, their podcast. Cool. I thought it so was. No, it's it's not. I thought it was like one of your lines, like the the name of the the line of one of your salves, maybe Green Woman Salve. No, you know, and I can <laughs> totally understand why you would think that. I mean, yeah. we're just like, um, you know, it's like business idea after business idea. We were recently in Dustin, Florida, and we were talking about um, beer and wine, and my husband was saying, you know, it's hard to find organic. He said, you know, I'm just gonna start brewing my own. And yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start selling it. So being in Destin and by the ocean, you know, I start, go, you know, just goofing around, coming up with a name and, you know, different things like sunset, different, you know, how wines will have different names on them. Oh, yeah. So, so it was like sunset or, you know, crashing waves and just all that. I was just goofing around. 
And then I said to him, I said, you know, do you have a name? And he was like, well, I don't know. But we just, we came up with this idea. So we're now looking into our own brand of various beverages. And I think one of the first ones we're going to focus on is a variety of teas. Oh, wow. Because I have a lot of the herbs. Because I have a lot of the herbs already. Right. So it's a, you know, there's nothing has to go out. It's just a matter of playing with them and kind of brewing them together to find out what's going to get the best taste. And again, it goes back to our society because with a lot of the herbs, like stinging nettle is so good for you. It's like jam-packed with all these vitamins and nutrients and very energizing. And a lot of well-known herbalists will drink this throughout the day. It's not something you just chug down. It's a sipping thing throughout the day. Tastes nasty. Oh, it tastes horrible. Hmm. So that's like one of the thing. And and uh, like valerian root, valerian root is good for helping people sleep. Yeah. And my husband takes my husband takes it, and I'm just like I don't know how it smells like stinky feet. It, it literally smells like uh, stinky it's feet. It's so gross. Uh, I was taking that for a while too. It, it's nasty stuff. Oh, you were. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I had. But I it had, works. It really works. I had St. John's wort, valerian root. I had uh, chamomile and Jesus. There was there was something else in there too. Uh, oh, I can't place what the fourth ingredient was, but lavender. Mate, no lavender skullcap. Skull yeah, cap? maybe lavender, maybe sweet grass, maybe something like that. Um, but yeah, Let's I remember. Go. Let's go. I I do remember uh, showing it to people who would come over and. and I, Say here, I want to smell this tea that I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, I remember specifically the look on my father's face. He, the look in his eyes were like, like no, 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 you're not putting that in your body. No, you're not going to drink that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we want to go ahead. So I want to go ahead and see if I can't come up with something that'll taste a little bit, a little bit better than just you know. Mm. combining that so I've, I've got to play with that but right now I've just been focusing on our podcast Natural Bliss and you're finishing getting up the websites and then we, we keep coming up with these ideas of what else we want to do it not just doing a podcast but also uh, doing productions like if somebody wants to do a podcast and they don't have the, the equipment to do it they can come to us or we can go to them and we'll record it and you know make like little commercials ads for businesses and we just uh, kind of go crazy with our ideas sometimes so that's the coolest thing about that's the coolest thing about this business is that it's like it's i mean it can go either way it can be like really portable like i have portable devices for when i go out and i meet uh, a guest out in on the town somewhere and then i mean i have all the home studio hookup stuff for remote guests which is like so cool and uh I mean, we just live in such a cool time right now, you know, that, that this is possible to connect. I mean, let's go back to just the 90s. Like, you and I wouldn't be uh, speaking about these things uh, to such a wide public, uh, on, on such a, a high platform to such a, a wide amount of people. So, I mean, this is so, so cool. And to be able to share uh, everybody's knowledge which is like why I started mm-hmm. this thing is to, to share all of this and, you know, get it, get it out there. Cause there's a lot of this stuff that, that people don't know. They don't know that you can right. mess around at home and make your own stuff, you know, like maybe you've inspired someone already. You never know where, 
where the inspiration comes from or where it's going to go or where it's going to hit. So that's kind of cool too. Right. And, uh, that's why we started our podcast because, you know, and my, we, had, my husband dealt with that mercury poisoning and we just wanted to tell other people, you know, to make other people aware that, look, you know, there's another lifestyle that you can live. You don't have to all the time. He took himself off his cholesterol medicine. He was taking at 1.7, seven different blood pressure medications. Okay. Wow. Now he takes, now he's down to the point where he'll take maybe two or three a week. And that's only meaning two or three pills, two or three pills a week. So he was able to totally cut that out. Yeah. It's amazing what a little change of our diets can do as well. You know, like what we, what we put into our bodies is affecting us. And a lot of people don't seem to get that. And a lot of people just well, want to keep on the same old track that they were on before they found something has gone wrong. And I guess kind of accepting that something is, has gone off is a little hard for some people. And then doing something about it is equally as hard because you, you're so, especially people who run into issues are a lot older in life and they've become set in their ways, you know, and they don't want to stop eating the certain things that they got to stop eating or switch things up a little bit, you know, and, and it's weird. Right. And uh, I know because my, you my, know, I, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, per our conversation before we started the podcast, I was talking about selling at the farmer's market, which gives me a great opportunity to talk to a, a very diversified group of people. And I have actually found that, you know, what across the spectrum you know, there are some people that are are more mature and they, like like you said, are set in the ways and others are going, no, I don't want to be taking medications. I don't want, you know, to be on drugs for the rest of my life. I want a solution. I want to find out what's wrong and they're looking to live naturally. Mm. And then I've got the younger people which are the same way. It's like, you know, no, I'm going to continue on this lifestyle. And then there's others that are saying, no, I want to live more natural. I want to be healthy. But the biggest thing that I find is the majority of people that live the natural lifestyle are those who have encountered some kind of health issue. Mm. And it's like, it's sad. It's what it takes to bring people back to realize, you know, as you were talking about with changing the food, you have to listen to your body. I mean, if you're eating something afterwards, you're feeling like garbage. Your body's telling you, I don't like this. This isn't good for me. You know, I don't want this. No. And people don't want to do that. They, you know, like you said, they want to keep on doing the same old thing that they're doing. And you can't do it. I mean, if your car is broken, are you going to continue to drive it while it's, you know, screwed up or on the flat tire and mess up your rims? And then it gets worse and worse and worse, you know, and then that's more money you have to dish out. It's the same thing with your body. The more you keep abusing it and not doing what it needs, the more money you're going to be spending to fix what, you could have fixed to begin with if you just would have listened to what your body was saying. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that analogy about driving on the tires because as a young guy in my early 20s or late, late teens, I did that. I drove like my tire blue in my car and I was like, uh, I'm just going to drive it to a garage somewhere. And I drove it oh, all no. over town through lights and everything. I drove it probably for a, another 45 minutes before I got to the garage I needed to get to. 
So like as a young, dumb kid, I did that, you know, with my car and with my body, <laughs> with all the garbage, you know, and not, not getting it fixed up properly. So yeah, it's funny that, that you brought that up. Um, that is funny. <laughs> so, uh, it's just... I just wanted to ask about the, uh, the symptoms again from the mercury poisoning uh, because I have like, also, <laughs> this is a great show for me today. <laughs> um, I had the same crappy old fillings put in too, uh, at an early age, starting at like, yeah, like six years you, old, the dentist started just. <laughs> you still have them? You still have them? I think I have like one because they systematically fell out over the years because they were such inferior quality. They didn't really hang on that long well but i well that's probably a good thing probably a good thing but i just wanted to go over the symptoms again because there's a couple things that you had mentioned that like kind of perked my ears up and i was thinking like man maybe i maybe i also had a little bit of that poisoning well and that's quite possible one thing with the um the amalgam fillings which contain mercury is that every time you eat you're rubbing some of that, the, the, uh, the filling off and you're, you're ingesting it. Right. Anytime that you put anything in your mouth, if you drink coffee or hot tea or hot soup, then you're going ahead and you're getting the vapors from that mercury and you're ingesting that. As far as the symptoms go, oh, I, I just want to say there's a, actually a video on YouTube called The Smoking Tooth where they actually show this about what the food does to the filling yeah. As far as the the symptoms go, they're vast. They're vast. There is just tons of them. So what one person might be experiencing, somebody they might have a symptom somebody else doesn't have. For my husband, towards the end, uh, one of the things that he started when he was very young is he said that he would have tingling in his like his arms and his legs and stuff. And his mom, like, just kind of blew it off that, like, his leg was asleep or, you know, like that. But he said it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same feeling. It was a different feeling. He would he would get brain fog. He, even, like, there were certain things in school that he really loved to learn about. He really wanted to know. And when it came time to take the test, he would just blank out. Everything that went in just went out. And he just couldn't remember one of his teachers could even said to him, he said, I don't understand why you didn't pass this test. I know you know this material. Yeah. And he was like, I know. He's like, I just, he's like, I just drew a blank. Um, another thing was kind of like, I'm trying to find a right word. I don't want to call it paranoid. I wouldn't say he was paranoid. Kind of like an insecurity, kind of like social anxiety. That's a good way to put it. He had social anxiety. So he wasn't real comfortable being around other people. He preferred to be by himself. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that he had going on at a very young age and dealt with like through high school and then through his college years. And then like later on, he was told he had arthritis. Well, funny thing is, is when he got the mercury out of his mouth and got his body cleaned up, all of a sudden the arthritis is gone. Just like that. His joint. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't just like that. It was like over time because that's one thing about natural living is that when you're, you're living naturally, herbs don't work as fast, for as fast as, as 
medicate is pharmaceutical drugs do. But the thing about pharmaceutical drugs is they're turning off parts of your brain. Right. If there's if I have a pain in my body, that's my body saying, "Hey, I heard over here there's something wrong. You've got to figure it out." Well, if I take an Advil, then all I'm doing is turning off my brain from that that part from that pain part of my body. I'm not take, I'm not turning to the issue at all. So, you know, a lot of people go ahead and go that route. But later on, he started, he, he got tired. He's, he's a morning person. Mm. And it was like after a half hour being out of bed, he'd be back in bed again. He'd sleep in 16 hours. Yeah. Had, getting, um, getting exhausted like that can't be good. That's a, I think that was one of the ones that I was thinking of, like the chronic fatigue kind of feeling. But uh, mm-hmm. I haven't felt that and in, that's in when years. They, but it's, that's when they told him he had chronic fatigue. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I know he had some kind of, um, he, he was having a lot of intestinal issues. I remember that. Yeah. He he had like strange feeling in his face to where he said he almost thought maybe he had palsy. But he was like, no, the symptoms didn't job. Hmm. Um, again, the, tingle, the tingling, kind of like neuropathy, like what type 2 diabetics go through, like the, the tingling, numbing sensation. Right. So that's, uh, you know, and again, again, the brain fog was a real big thing for him. So the, those are the symptoms that come to my mind right now. I might be missing some that he dealt with, but he actually what located a website that has a very extensive list of different symptoms that, that people have had. And the sad thing is, is there's so many people that are either not diagnosed with anything. We can't figure out what's wrong with you or Mm -hmm. are misdiagnosed. Yeah. And I mean, I know they always like, everyone complains about people who try and like self-diagnose with Dr. Google, but I'm telling you, I haven't been to a doctor in uh, since 2004, and I've used the internet to self-diagnose myself quite successfully for any small little illness that I've had uh, that I've quickly gotten rid of with natural remedies. And it's been such a long time now that I'm just like, I can't, I don't know. It, it's funny how many people are just so quick to be like, you got to go to a doctor. You got to go see a professional. You got to go, mm-hmm. you got to go play this game over here because that's the game that I play. So you got to do it too, you know? Right. And uh, sometimes it, maybe it's a little bit of jealousy that they don't, they don't maybe want to spend the time to research all this stuff the way that, that you or I would. And um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that, that even today, that I have so many friends who are, who are wrapped up in this, this like, you know, this hospital kind of life. And in the, in the way that those doctors are always just telling you, you just need these cover up things. Like you said, uh, the bandaid approach with the Advil. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So like Advil is going to, it's not going to remove the problem, right? It's just going to kind of make nope. you forget about it for a minute. Uh, I take right. something called naproxen and naproxen, usually if you have a pain, it's an inflammation. Even a toothache is an inflammation and napro- naproxen Correct. is an anti-inflammatory. You can take them for a couple days. You can't take them every day for like a week. I think they do something to your liver. 
So they're not like an, an answer, but they're a good actual relief of the actual problem and not so much of a band-aid because it'll go in and take the inflammation out. But inflammation is there for a reason. It's an alert to our right. brain from our body saying like, yo, there's something wrong. Alert, alert, red light. The lights are flashing. Red flags are going up, you know? So when we take that away, you might feel like a million bucks and like you can go and do do the thing again that you're going to do. And I've made this mistake too from uh, having a pulled muscle. Oh, I'll take some naproxen. That'll get rid of that inflammation of the pulled muscle. And it did. And then I went out and did a bunch of physical work and ended up making the problem of the pulled muscle because it was still pulled, just the inflammation was gone. And I went and made it way worse by working through it uh, in its in its state. So, uh, yeah, I know that more natural products don't seem to have these same kind of negative effects on people. And yeah, they do take a lot longer to, to kick in, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I noticed that with the taking the St. John's wort, it took like 30 days before you'd feel even anything. And, but yeah, that, that stuff, it definitely works. Uh, well, you know, and it's, it's interesting that you bring up inflammation because, you know, inflammation is like you said, if there's any kind of pain or anything wrong in the body, and that's even with arthritis, you know, that's inflammation. Mm. And the thing is, is that, one of the reasons that our society is so prone to cancer is because we have so much inflammation in our body. Yeah. And there are two, there are two things that are nat- that naturally will reduce the inflammation you can take on a day-to-day basis. And it's not, you're not going to have any side effects and that's turmeric and ginger. Those are the two best in anti-inflammatories that you can go ahead and take. And I think people, and we actually have a capsule maker maker. So we go ahead and we buy organic, Turmeric, and then we make capsules that are of 500 milligrams. And you can get the capsule maker anywhere. It's not real expensive. I think we, we paid not even $20 for it. And then the capsules you can get in bulk and, again, you know, pretty inexpensive. And you can just make uh, any kind of capsule you want as, as long as it's a powder form. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we did to cut costs because we we're taking so many supplements that well, actually not taking, but we have so many different supplements that we spread out. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like we take them all at one time. It, yeah. It's that, and it, it gets expensive. So we were like, okay, how, how, how can we cut our costs? So I said, I said, hey, why don't we start making them? So that's something people can do too, you know, buy a capsule maker and, or you could just get the gel caps and just go ahead and fill up the capsule with some of the the powder, whatever it is you want to take. But yeah, turmeric and ginger are two great anti-inflammatories. You can take every single day and you're going to have no negative effects. So you make your own turmeric and ginger powder? And how is No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. I was going to say, no. that sounds No, I, I, I order it. I, I thought that that would be That really would be cool. something, wouldn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> I use a lot of ginger and a lot of turmeric. Uh, geez, I just went yeah, through... my husband... I put a pot on the stove about a week ago and I put, uh, I don't know, those little thumb sized gingers. I put probably 10 of those or turmeric about the size of a thumb. I put probably 10 of those diced up and two palm sized full ginger pieces chopped up. And I just kept adding water to it and boiling it and making like a, a ginger turmeric tea. And then sometimes I would use that tea water for actual tea 
And, uh, but sometimes I just drank the ginger and turmeric water and yeah, it is such a good anti-inflammatory, especially if you've been doing yeah, something it, physical and you come home and just have that little, it, that tea and that it, it, it's good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I actually use turmeric like people use Advil or Tylenol. You know, if I've got a, a tooth infection, like what you were saying, my tooth is infected. And so taking three Tylenol, I'm taking three 500 milligrams of turmeric three times a day. Right. It's also mild pain reliever. But the thing is, is I have been in circumstances where the pain was just so bad that I was reaching for a Tylenol. You know, yeah. not Tylenol, Advil. Yeah. See, and the thing with Advil is if you take too much Advil, that's going to destroy your liver. Yeah. Geez, I was taking too many Advil and I ran into a little anaphylactic shock problem because I developed an allergy to it. Uh, I, and I had, oh. I had a toothache and uh, our dentists are just crazy expensive at the time. And then they still are. And for someone, you know, who, uh, someone who's, you know, just working a, a, a very modest job you know, you can't always just all of a sudden drop four or $500 on having a tooth fixed. And so I was using these Advil gel caps and I would just like bite it on my tooth and allow the gel to run Ooh. into my tooth area. And that would kind of like take the pain away. And yeah, I, I developed an allergy to it uh, one night laying in bed. And it felt like, first it felt like bugs were crawling up my legs and I remember jumping out of bed and I, my girlfriend was there and I was like, there's bugs. Look, there's bugs. There's bugs in the bed. Get up. There's bugs. And she's like, no, there's not. I'd feel them too. And I look at my legs and there's nothing. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I lay back down and then it starts to happen again. I start to feel this bugs feeling. They're crawling up my, from my toes, going up to my shins. And I'm like, oh, if they start to get up to my bits and pieces, that's it. I'm out of here. And sure enough, <laughs> these little itchy bits started happening. And I was like, okay. And I ran into the shower jumped in the hot shower it seemed to like uh cool things down i go back to the bed i ripped all the covers off i looked everywhere there's no bugs my girlfriend's still insisting there's no bugs she's pretty annoyed that i keep waking her up and uh so i get back in bed this is the third time and then it happened and it just went so quick from the tip of my toes all the way up to my face and the, wow. it just felt like bugs again biting and running all over my skin so i got up and i ran into the bathroom again and on the way into the shower, I had to pass by the mirror and it caught my reflection. And out of the corner of my eye, I was like, oh my God, that's not my face. And as I looked in the mirror, it wasn't my face. It was the face of, a, of me, maybe 40 years in the future. Like it was like oh, swelling and puffing in these weird ways. And it was accentuating like where my smile lines are and everything. And I was just, it was just, wasn't my face. And so I was like, oh my God, it's not my face. And I ran back into the bedroom to wake my girlfriend up. And I'm like, wake up, it's not my face, wake up. And she's like, what do you mean it's not your face? And I'm like, look at my face, it's not my face, wake up. And I'm shaking her and she rolls over and opens her eyes and goes, ha, and <laughs> screamed a little. <laughs> she didn't recognize me at all. So then we rushed to the hospital where they let me sit in an emergency waiting room for six hours no doctor on oh, call, geez. no one to help me, no one willing to do anything. No one could see that, that anything had happened. I had completely lost my vision. I lost all my hearing. I couldn't smell anything. I was just gone. Everything just went into this bright, like the light just ramped up and everything went white. 
as bright white as can be. And then the hearing faded away. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, in my mind, I was like, well, this is it. Like I'm dying. And then I was like, well, this girl's been through some shit in her day. I was like, she probably doesn't want to hang out with a guy who's going to die. So I was like, can you go get help? Can you run, go somewhere? And then I just like plopped down on a chair and then I didn't feel anything. And the next thing I know, I, I'm just in this like white space of nothing. And then all of a sudden my body, I felt my body again and I felt movement and I was wheeling. She had found a security guard and a security guard had put me in a wheelchair and were bringing me into the actual like emergency area. Cause we had gone in through a wrong door. So we kind of got lost inside the hospital and uh, yeah, then they just put me in a chair and let me sit there for six hours and slowly my vision came back and, and then my hearing came back. And once everything was back and the swelling in my face went down and my face was finally my face again, I just looked at my girlfriend. I was like, let's get out of here. And she's like, yeah, this is stupid. Like they didn't help you at all. Still didn't know. Well, how did you tie it? How did you tie the two together? Well, that's where the story continues. <laughs> so we go back home and we get into bed and my tooth starts hurting again. And I didn't have any of these extra strength liquid gel ones. I only had the regular ones, these little blue Advils. So I took one of those. And as soon as I took it, I felt that burning in my, in my blood again. I felt the sensation of the bugs. And that's when I just put two and two together. And I was like, oh my God, I've developed an allergy to Advil because I've been eating them like candy for like the last week. And from that day, I, I, you know, I've never taken another Advil or a Tylenol or any of that stuff. And because I'm just like, if that's what it can do, then that, you know, I'm sure it's doing other things. If it can put you in an in anaphylactic shock, then. Yeah, I've never heard of that happening. That's crazy. But, you know, going back to the valerian route we were talking about, mm. I was reading Rosemary Gladstar's book and she was talking, I was reading about the valerian route and she said, there are some people who cannot take valerian route. And actually my daughter and I are those people we cannot take a valerian root it makes my stomach feel sick and it does the same thing to my daughter oh we wow take it. Hmm. so that's really crazy and another thing i'll go back to is when you had said that you know you hadn't been to the doctor since 2004 mm-hmm. and i it's been like eight years since i've been to a doctor and actually here in louisiana there's a, a local health store not a GNC, not a Walmart, not a Walgreens, and whatever you have there in Canva. It's like, it's (laughs) not those. I mean, it's an actual health store. And the the man there is very knowledgeable, and he's got this machine that reads the the body, and it can tell you what's wrong in it. He also does the, I think it's called ideology, where he can look in your iris, and he can tell what health issues you have. Oh, yeah. And in a nearby, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool because I went in there one time for something and he looked at my eye. He was like, whoa, you just keep everything inside, don't you? I mean, he's right. I do. I did, I tend to keep life things and a lot of my emotions inside of myself because I don't like conflict. Yeah. So, But that's not good either because you've got to get that out because otherwise you're stressing your adrenal glands and that's not a good thing. Anyway, but I also, in a nearby town, there's an herbalist there. Right. And uh, I'll contact like you were talking about using the internet, there was one morning I I woke up and I was numb from the tip of my fingers. It went up to my shoulders, to the back of my shoulders, and to the top of my head. 
and I could not figure out what was wrong. So I got, I got online, started like Googling stuff, but I wasn't really sure what to look for. And it was that numb feeling, you know, like when you have Novocaine and it starts coming off, you know, that feeling? Yeah. that's how it felt. Yeah. So I, could, I couldn't find anything on Google, uh, Google and I wasn't really sure what I was looking for. So I thought, oh, you know, the herbalist, I'll go ahead and I'll call Glenn. So he told me, he said, you're Lamont Potassium. He said, take some of the emergency. So it happened that we did have some emergency in the house, and I had a big cup, and I took two of the packets, poured them in there. As soon as I like took a second drink, I could literally feel it leaving my body. It was crazy. Hmm. But it, it was like it took me a while to get back to that, but I, I had no energy. And actually, my kids were worried about me, and so my was my husband, and they were like, you really should go to the doctor. You should go to the doctor. I'm like, no, I'm not going to the doctor. You know, forget that. My husband was like, you should at least go have them do blood tests and take the blood test and do what you want with them. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So some time went by, and it was like this tingling, numbing feeling left my body, but I, I had no energy. I was literally shuffling around the house, and I'm like, what the heck? Oh. So I get back on the phone to, to go on the herbalist and like, hey, you know, this is what's happening. He said, you're low on electrolytes. He said, hibiscus tea has all the electrolytes our bodies need. Get yourself some hibiscus tea and start drinking that. And I did, and I would say within a couple of weeks, I was back to normal again. Oh, wow. Just from some hibiscus yeah. tea, just like that. That's so cool. Uh, but yeah, not just like that. You're, you said a, a week or so. <laughs> but uh, um. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I would say though, know, all together with with dealing with the low potassium and the low electrolytes, I would say it was a good month that I would. Yeah, a lot of this stuff doesn't just uh, automatically come back like right away, uh, but right. But at the same time, you have to realize how long was I like that before I realized it. So how yeah. long did it take to get to that state? You right. know. Um. Yeah. How long? Jeez. Uh, I just lost my train of thought where I was going with that one. Um, okay. In um, but yeah, people in, in like in the world of of natural living because we have a couple of those health store health stores here as well, and you know my my dad went in and actually looked at had his eye looked at. Uh, it cost $80 for five minutes to, for the guy to look at his eye. And he told my dad, he said, there's a, a spot wow. on your liver. And my dad didn't believe in any of this. He was there with a buddy who was getting it done. And uh, so he, he was like, yeah, whatever. And then so months later went by and he ended up in the hospital for some routine checkup of something where they told him, they're like, oh, by the way, you have a spot on your liver. And it was exactly where the, the eye doctor guy had said it would be. And it's just, it's funny how, you know, even to this day, like he still like kind of doesn't believe it, that the, the eye guy could look into your eye and see something going on like that. And uh, yeah, in, and actually the guy that's here that does it, he has the health store. So he'll do the ideology. I think it's what's called, probably saying it wrong. Somebody's going, no, you're not saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting all ticked off it because they keep repeating it and, Anyway, he does that and that machine that he has. He does it for free. Yeah. Oh wow. Because then he's because then he's because then what he does is he tells you what your body needs, and most people that go there will buy 
the supplements that they need from him. Right. So that's where he's making his money. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that this eye doctor guy had told my dad's buddy anyways, he was telling him that he needs to eat more local. He needs to eat things that grow locally a little more. And he had recommended this hundred percent organic locally grown blueberry juice. And then the blueberry juice was like $11 for one liter of this stuff. And it was all organic, no additives, no preservatives. It's literally just blueberries blended up with some spring water, I guess, into a juice. And uh, it, it was, I mean, I've tried it. It was delicious. It's a really thick blueberry juice. And uh, it, it had all these natural antioxidants, but not just that, they're mm -hmm. local to the human who's living in the area. And so apparently the, the, this guy's, uh, the idea was that if, if you live in an area and you eat the food of that area, the food in that area is going to produce different enzymes within it to fight off the toxins mm -hmm. of that area, to push them out. Right. And so that's kind of where this guy was coming from with that. And so, yeah, but so my dad's friend totally, you know, drank the Kool-Aid. He jumped right into all of this. He's like, okay, I'm doing it. I, I want the pain out of my body. And he did all the things that, that all the all the witch doctors have been telling him to do. And, uh, you know, his life is great. And he got off of all the, the weird medicines and all that. So it, it, nice. it's pretty cool. And uh you know, it opened up my dad's eyes a little bit too, you know, to see his friend like get better through this kind of stuff. And uh, that's what it takes though, like to awaken the global consciousness to the, these things by talking mm -hmm. about them and making them more commonplace and not something, you know, it's not witchcraft. It's not uh, hocus pocus. Voodoo. Not voodoo. <laughs> Although if it is voodoo, I don't care. Sign me up. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. <laughs> uh, well, it's just, you know, it, it just gets me because we are given everything that we need to maintain our physical, mental health right here on the earth. And, and you know, for natural living, a lot of times it's like we've been talking about with the, with the herbs and eating organic. But for us, it goes deeper than that. It goes into dealing with the natural vibrational frequency of the human body which needs to be at a certain point. And I think it's maybe about 62 to 79, somewhere around there. Don't quote me on that, that we need for optimal health. Mm. And once your body hits like 25, 29, then you're dying. So it's real important to deal with the natural vibrational frequency of the body because everything around us is energy. Right. We're energy. You know, our, our heart and our brain have an electrical pulse. That's, frequency so that's real important to tend to and we can tend to it in various ways like doing yoga mm. you know doing mm. yoga um qigong oh, using yeah. using crystals which is something that we do there's just so many ways that you can deal with that natural vibration vibrational frequency getting out in nature is one of the best things because you know you're picking up on that vibrational frequency Yeah, being out in the woods. I mean, you think about it, you think about it when you go like for a hike out in the woods or you spend the day at the beach and you're at the ocean mm. and you know, you might go home kind of wore out, but you feel so much better. That's funny. I was you just, know? just I, mentioning this to a friend last night as we were like going for a walk and I was talking about, 
You know, there's those days where you have a day off where you have nothing to do and you just might, you maybe you laze about and don't really do much. And then when nighttime rolls around, you'll find yourself, uh, your brain will be more like alert and you're more awake and you're wanting to like stay up and stay up later. Whereas those days where like you have like a full fun day of physical activity, uh, outdoors in nature, you're doing stuff. When you get home at night, you can't get to that pillow quick enough and you have like the best sleep right. of your life that night. And that feeling is so amazing. And, uh, but that the flip side of that feeling was the, the having the day off, you know, and like you might work hard every day and dream for that day off to happen eventually. And then it happens. And then it's like you laze about and then it, it'll throw everything off by nighttime, you know? Whereas the, those hardworking days, they kind of like keep you in your place. They keep you humble. They keep you tired <laughs> and out of trouble. <laughs> um, yeah. So in, in, the, in the context of living naturally, uh, I try and go out in the woods as much as I can. I'm just lucky that I live near a good patch of forest to, to walk the dog every day. And, uh, the ocean is also right here everywhere, but I don't really get down into that too much. They're not like the most beautiful of beaches oh, the, around here. <laughs> the ocean is so good for you because you're picking up those negative ions from the earth, from the sand and the water. Oh yeah. And it's just, uh, we would, we were just in Destin, Florida recently and, you know, just, Sit, just sitting there, just even even just being in the presence of the water is so awesome. But mm. it had landed up that I don't know if it was the weather because we ran into so we had some we had pretty much rain like almost the whole time we were there. It was on and off, but it was most of the time that we were there. But then there was an invasion of the jellyfish. Oh yeah! So that <laughs> that really been, it was kind of cool to the extent because I'd never seen jellyfish before, and I have been to Dustin more times than I can count. Yeah. So that was kind of cool because I'd never seen one. But the thing was, it just ruined, you know, ruined that time in the ocean. Mm. And they were just like all over the place. And there were people still in the water. My husband's calling me, come here, come here. I'm like, what, what? I knew there were jellyfish. <laughs> and he's like, come here, you got to see this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you tell me what? I'm not coming in that water. He's like, it's a jellyfish. I'm like, are you crazy? You want me to go in the ocean, you know, <laughs> right by the jellyfish? And I'm just like, hey, cool, man, it's their home, not mine. You know, I'm an invader, basically. Yeah. But, it, you know, I, I'm i not sure. I, I guess it's just a defense mechanism with them because there were some people that were out there and, and a jellyfish just went right by them and didn't bother them. So I, I think they're just like any other species well, that's on um, our planet that, you know, I feel threatened. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up uh, along a beach on the East Coast in in New Brunswick, and um, they have a season. So jellyfish come during jellyfish season, which is like at a certain time of the summer when the water is a certain temperature. And it's usually at near the end of summer and everybody's been swimming in the water. So there's... And maybe runoff, uh, maybe sewage has leaked in. Like... Uh, boats have been ultimately dumping their sewage out in, in the harbor and things like that. And it's like a cleanup crew almost. And the, the jellyfish come through and you know that like, you just don't go swimming. There's so there's millions of them. You couldn't get through them all, mm -hmm. but there are some people who are immune to their sting. And then there is a way 
that you can reach in under the jellyfish and you can pick it up and its stingers will like hang down and it won't get you. And it's just the tips of the long strandy bits that come out that sting you. Hmm. And I've been stung like, countless times, thousands of times just f- from living there. And uh, as, as the summer as the summer goes on or as life goes on, you do develop an immunity against them as well by being stung so many times. It, it, I mean, now like it would just make like a small rash on my leg. It might just be a little bit itchy, but I, I've seen some people like their whole leg uh, goes into like hives and gets all itchy and rashy. And then, then there's this thing they say about how you're supposed to pee on the jellyfish yeah. to, to make it. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I've heard it works. I've heard it works too, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, you know, what you're describing is some people break it out into hives. That sounds more like an allergic reaction to me. Yeah. While we were yeah. walking in Dustin uh, down the beach, there was this woman sitting there, and we were looking at the jellyfish in the ocean, and she was like, you know, what's out there? And we were like, oh, it's a bunch of jellyfish. And she said that she lived somewhere else um, along the coast somewhere. I want to say the Caribbeans, but I, I, I don't remember. But she said that there's actually a different variety of jellyfish, which I didn't know. Hmm. And she said where she was, she said they stung pretty bad. But she said the ones that we encountered in Florida weren't that bad. It was more of a, just a mild irritation, but an actual pain. And she had said that she had been stung that day, and then her son had been stung that day, too, and he was back in the ocean playing in the water, and I was like, I'm thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> but then I've never been stung, but I don't want to get stung, so I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and avoid it. That's okay. <laughs> Let's go to the pool. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, then there's, like, if you go to the extreme, there's, like, those giant ones in Australia where one stinger will paralyze you. I heard about those just recently, and there's even one I heard that will kill you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that if you're paralyzed and you're in the water, I think you drown. I think that might be part of the killing. Ah, it's not a forever paralyzing. You're just temporarily paralyzed. Um, Right. The thing that always got me was uh, sharks. I uh, okay. So when I lived in LA, I would go for a run on Venice Beach every morning. And I was kind of just strolling through the water one morning and I saw this fish. I was like, oh my God. Like, and in my mind, in my experience of life, if you see a big fish, you'd probably just grab at the fish just as, as like, look, I caught a fish. And I went over to grab this fish and I was like, oh, it's a big one. And as I reached down for it, I saw the little fin above the water, the little jaws, do, 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 do. And it was swimming in that like sharky (laughs) way. And I was like, oh my God, I almost just grabbed a shark. Like, I know it was a small one. It was probably about three feet long, but I almost grabbed it. It could have whipped around and bit me or bit at my ankle. And I could have, you know, been bleeding through my ankle or something like, and it's just funny, you know, because I didn't come from a place of living in danger like that or even having anything that would ever bite you in the water. Like, that's not a thing that we grow up with. So it was just interesting Hadn't to see. You, at, at, at that point, did you not see draws? Oh, yeah, I had seen it. But it, it just didn't clue in that it was a shark or that it was anything that was gonna that could even harm me. So my first instinct was like, oh, grab the fish and hold it up in the air and show everyone how you just caught a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But when as soon as I saw it, I caught myself like, oh, Okay, yeah, don't grab that one. Like, 
just remember, dude, there's things in here. And whenever I would go swimming and there would be the, like these 12 foot waves coming in, like where the surfers would go, I, I just couldn't, it, there'd be just this fear that would come once in a while. And it wasn't always there. And when it was there, that made me think that maybe I was sensing something because I would suddenly just get mm-hmm. that shock and that fear like, Oh, there's a shark nearby, like time to go in. And, uh, I don't know if, if they really were there during those moments. It would be really cool if they were and that I had some kind of extra sense of sharks being nearby. <laughs> um, that would make, make you me could feel... Have been picking up on, you could have been picking up on the vibrational frequency. So again, everything's energy. Yeah. You know, it's just like having a sense that somebody's behind you and you feel like you're, you know that you're alone, but yet you feel this presence behind you. Yeah. And then you turn around and look and somebody's actually there. That's because you're feeling their energy. Yeah. Did you ever do that thing where you're on a bus and you stare at the back of someone's head and the longer you stare at it, they will eventually like twitch or scratch at their head or they'll turn around to see if someone's oh. looking at them. It's like a real thing. No, I like it's a real I haven't, yeah. phenomenon that happens. I totally believe that. I totally believe that. I'm very sensitive to energies. We we go rock hounding and we went to the Grange, Georgia. They had three different sections of the mine. One was all black tourmaline, or tons of black tourmaline. And then the other section was basically uh, different varieties of quartz, so smoky quartz, clear quartz, rose quartz. And then another part was, I'm trying to think of the name of that. Uh, they make um, countertops with it. Uh, like like granite? Anyway. Granite? Huh? Like granite? No, it wasn't granite. It's, uh-huh. it, it's very thin. It's very, very thin, and it's very fragile. Hmm. But so is the black tourmaline. But anyway, we were by the black tourmaline, and I felt sick to my stomach. Oh wow! So I didn't think about I didn't think about the fact that it was the energy from the crystals that didn't enter into my mind. So we went away from it because I had had a bad night's sleep the night before. So I kind of thought, well, it was that. It was kind of rainy out, kind of chilly. So we went over by where the quartz was, and then we went back to the black tourmaline, and I was fine, and that's when I realized it was the energy. It happened to me before when I got involved with the mineral shungite, and I had got my first shipment of shungite in, and I was sitting surrounded by all this shungite, and my stomach started feeling kind of sick. And even at that time, I didn't realize it. I realized that later on in life that I'm sensitive to energies, and this is why if I'm around something that my body's not used to, it'll actually overwhelm me. There's a woman at the farmer's market where I sell my heavenly body skincare products, and she does vibrational, relaxing vibes, I think is what she calls it, but they're like singing bowls. Yeah. But she puts them on to she puts them on top of people and she vibrates them, you know, wherever there's a, some kind of issue that they want tended to. But she'll, when people walk by, she'll be like, here, put your hands on the table, you know, to kind of get dragged them in so that they could feel the vibration. And she had wrong one one time and I was sitting there and I had my hand upon the table because I do like the feeling of it. And yeah. I had to pull it away because I started feeling sick to my stomach. And one of the, um, patrons at the market came to me and said, Oh, have you tried that over there? That is amazing. And I'm like, I can't, I'm just too sensitive to energy. 
you know, but now like last weekend she came by and she had a little bowl and she like rang it above my head and it was for the uh, penile gland. And she told me something interesting about the penile gland that I didn't know. Did you know that the penile gland actually controls all the other organs in the body? No, I've never heard that. I haven't either, and I'm not sure if it's true, but if it is, it kind of makes sense as to why they put fluoride in the water, because the fluoride calcifies the penile gland. Yeah. So, that, you know, so that would kind of make sense, but well, there's, I'm going to trust her on it. She's knowledgeable in what she does, so, you know, I trust what she says. So I had a friend uh, in Halifax who did had this, like, ongoing 12-month letter battle with the government trying to determine why they're putting fluoride in the water. And it, it kept coming down to the fact that nobody knows why they're putting it in there. There's no law written anywhere other than a contract that was signed with the company that makes the fluoride, which was in the next city across the river. And so they would make the fluoride, put it in a truck, drive it over to the water supply, to the next city and a guy was paid to dump it in. And, you know, there was people who were saying things like they thought it was because of, for your teeth or whatever. Right. Uh, and it, it, that's what we're, we're told. That's what we were told, but that wasn't actually stated anywhere about dental care of the city. If they really care for your, for your teeth, why, why aren't dentists part of our, our healthcare plans, you know, <laughs> But um, right. ultimately, the letters, it what it ended up being was like, oh, this company is in like a hundred year contract kind of thing that can't be broken. And they're going to get paid the money that they're owed for this to make this product to put it in. And yeah, there's no stopping it until the contract is over. There's no way to interrupt it. There's no no way around it. And it it just happens. And it's on its own schedule so it's so weird the only way to stop it would be to destroy that company that makes the stuff they, they actually the nazis were the first ones to put fluoride in the water and the concentration camps to keep the prisoners calm keep everybody uh, calm again, and, and docile yeah right right by again calcifying that that penile gland yeah I'd, I had done some research on the fluoride, and my research turned up that it's actually toxic waste that comes from another country. Well, so it'd be interesting. Maybe I need to do some more research and find out. See, yeah. but at the same time, it is it is quite possible that each state is doing things differently. Each country is doing things differently. Right, and you it know, might that, it might come some that, of the ingredients. Co- some of the ingredients might come from toxic waste. That's a definitely possibility right and uh but yeah this place that's making it they they make all kinds of stuff so they make like solvents and cleaners and they make tons of stuff it's not like they're just one evil company making fluoride they they make all kinds of things that are used all throughout all different government departments of the city like when uh if city hall needs to get cleaned these are this is where the cleaner is coming from from the same company so they kind of have this like government-wide contract to make stuff. And it, here on our end, anyways, it would appear that, uh, yeah, there's probably something a little more sinister at play. <laughs> well, I just, I feel really blessed because when we bought this house in Louisiana, mm. 
we were on steady water, but we didn't think about it at the time. But the people who owned the house, while they, it was hooked up to steady water, they left the well connected. Oh, so we are hooked up to the well instead. But we also have a Berkey filtration system. Yeah. So that filters out any toxins, including heavy metals. So that's we put ours through that. And I don't know if you know anything about the mineral shungite, but I also have shungite is also in our Berkey filter. So yeah. that also helps to filter the water because it's in the carbon family. But then we're also getting the energy that that comes from it because it is a it is a mineral. Are you familiar with Shungite? I, you know what? Just briefly and vaguely, I pretty much know what you just said about Shungite, about how it's used in, in filtration and that it's used mm-hmm. in... Um, so, I don't know. Me and crystals, I have a bunch of them. People give them to me all the time, but... And like, I'm super sensitive, but I just, I don't, when I hold the crystals in my hand, I don't feel like I don't feel, it doesn't send like shocks through my body. Like I don't get the subtle energies of crystals. So I don't fully understand them, but I have them and I know what some of them do. And I do know, like I have a big chunk of amorite and it's this black, dense, heavy, it feels like metal, but it's a rock. And I know that's for grounding. So if, if I'm, if my head's up in the clouds one morning and I have some important grounded things to do, I'll throw that in my pocket and whether it's the placebo effect or not, it seems to work, but I I couldn't just close my eyes and go over and touch a different stone and tell you what the vibration, how it feels or anything. So. Oh, neither could I, I couldn't do that. Wow. I, you know, while I can feel the energy and I don't feel the energy. I mean, I've had like, for instance, I ordered some pink opal mm. and the first one that i picked up i do was really i could really really feel the energy off of it holding it in the palm of my hand and then the other one i held it and i just really didn't feel as much energy and one thing i tell people because i i design crystal jewelry keychains and earrings and stuff like that, other items of crystals yeah. And I always say, crystals pick you. You don't pick them. <laughs> and a couple yeah. of weeks back, and it, it's true, it's true. A couple of weeks ago, I had these two young women come to my booth at the farmer's market. And they were looking at the necklaces. And the one girl was like, they kept going. I was watching them. They kept going back to the same one. One kept going back to the picture Jasper. The other one kept going back to the tiger eye. And I said, I think they're talking to you. And they're like, yeah, I think so. So the one girl said, well, what is this? And I said, that's picture Jasper. And she said, what's it for? And I said, well, it's for, you know, it helps to inspire artistic inspiration, you know, creativity. Yeah. And she was looking at me with her mouth open and she went, oh my gosh, because she was in the arts. She was, at that point, she was actually working on a play that uh, she was getting ready to do. Oh, cool. So the other girl with, with the tiger eye, and she was like, well, what's the tiger eye for? It's the t- tiger eye is for intuition. Again, her mouth is going open because she needs that at that point in time. So it's like every, I find everybody who comes to my booth, if they're really, if a crystal starts talking to them, it's because they need it. We went to New Mexico to do some rock hounding. And while we were there, we stopped in a town called Truth or Consequences. They've got hot, they have hot springs there. And we had stopped in this shop that had a lot of crystals. And I was standing um, at the front of the shop and at the back of the shop where all the crystals were, I saw something sparkling and shining and just dancing in the light very brilliantly. And I went, what the heck is that? 
So I go back there and it's a piece of Labradorite. And I was like, it, it was calling me. So I tried to put it, I put it back where it belonged to show my husband was doing it and it wouldn't do it again. <laughs> but that's, yeah. I carry that around me wherever I go. In the shop, he had a bunch of amethyst cathedrals. But there was one in particular one, my husband kept going back to it and going back to it and going back to it. And I said, is it talking to you? And he said, yeah. So he did go ahead and buy it. So I really believe, and I also believe that you'll be drawn to crystals that you need, which in the case with these two young women is what they needed. And like young kids, if I have amethyst and quartz, uh, rose quartz sitting on my table, they will pick up one of those, if not both of them. And I believe that's because they're both very calming, relaxing crystals. And I make what I call empath bracelets with rose quartz and the amethyst because they also have, if you're an empath and taking somebody else's energy on you, the rose quartz and the amethyst is going to help to block some of that energy so that you're not so overwhelmed by it. Are you cleansing your crystals? Yeah, I put them in the moonlight several times. That's not that's not cleansing. People people think that it's cleansing. It's not. You're energizing them. Oh. To cleanse them, one of the easiest ways to do it, or there's two easy ways to do it, is smudge them, wet white sage, mm-hmm. the smudge stick. You go ahead and Oh, I, yeah, there's a ton of it oh, no. around here. <laughs> I'm sorry? There's a ton of it around here, for sure. For well, the- get yourself some white sage and just go ahead and smudge them. Yeah. The other way to do it is if you're familiar with selenite. Yeah, I have a good chunk of selenite as well. Do you have a wand? I have a wand. The selenite is not attached to the wand. There's a quart- crystal quartz on the wand. That came from okay. No, the cellulite, a lot of pieces of cellulite they kind of comes in a wand shape. And yeah. if you have the wand, you could just go ahead and lay your other crystals on top of the cellulite because the cellulite will cleanse them. It's used to cleanse the aura, and, and it's used very much the same way that you would use stay. It, it's very good for absorbing negative energy. As a matter of fact, in my living room, I have a cellulite wand and need, on each one with, my, with the walls. And that's like my sanctuary. I can feel that energy when I go in there. It's very calming and very relaxed and you're very soothing. And that's, that's my awe space. <laughs> and, you know, at the, when I'm done working, you know, I go in there and sit down and go, ah, yeah, this is nice. But then I have a lot of other crystals in there too. But I really oh, cool. contribute that feeling of the, the calmness and the relaxation to the, having the four studying anymore. Cool. Um, so is that like your little like... Is you so you have like a whole room basically that's a that's a happy room like that. Do you ha- also have? Yeah, like, my living room. Do you have like a like a little altar piece or anything like that? Because like that's where all my crystals no. are. They're all in this little like almost like puja table kind of altar thing. With all my my new agey stuff is all grouped together, and there's like a little picture of uh, Ganesha and some little statues and things. No, I did have, um, I, I did have them like at one point all on one table, kind of set up like a grid, but I decided to go get away from it. But I do have a, a small money grid in the, the money corner of my house. Cool. You know, for, for feng shui. Yeah. So, and I, I do believe in various aspects of, of feng shui, you know, for the energy to, to 
flow the way it needs to flow through the house properly. Yep. I don't agree with every aspect of it. I think some of it is just superstition. <laughs> but the energy part of it and, you know, placing furnitures and using various, what are they called, elements in, you know, rooms. I agree with that. Yeah. There's and like, like, like the, the, the lighting as well can be a certain way that lighting always helps. And I find that, so I just redid my living room just uh, two days ago. I just redesigned the whole thing. I didn't like, I have a flatmate and she brought this new couch home and it just ended up getting, just because we we're being lazy at the time, it got plopped down in a, in a weird space. And then the whole feng shui of the room was off. And so like when you would open the door, your knees would bump into a couch and it just didn't have a nice circular flow. So I took the time uh, while my flatmate is away in Peru. <laughs> so when she gets back, the whole house is going to be different. <laughs> but I've <laughs> just started tackling each room and trying to get the flow to be a little more circular, a little more. So there's more open center space through the middle so that things aren't blocked off. I feel that's important. Right. That's why it's, that's why it's important to not to have clutter. And it's like, you know, right now it's like our, our kitchen is our clutter area because it's not just our kitchen, but both my husband and I have our workspaces in here. So, and it's our studio. <laughs> it's yeah. our recording studio. But it's important and to have. where we. I was going to say it's important. Like, like you said, there's clutter. It's important to have what I call a chaos deposit. You can have a pristine looking room. But if you don't keep that balance somehow by having a drawer that is just full of junk, you know, that's a little chaos deposit. It's and and I have these drawers where if 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 I had guests coming over, I could dance around through the room and take all the little bits, all the pens and flickers of paper and all the little pieces, and I could throw them all into this one drawer and all the surfaces would be clear everywhere and it would look really <laughs> decluttered and very zen <laughs> and very centered. But so little, it- and then you probably forget that you stuck all this stuff in the drawer, right? <laughs> well, no, as I need as I need a pen, I'll go in the drawer and I'll know that that's where the pen is or the hard drive, the USB stick. I'm looking at my desk right now. What would end up in the drawer? There's a tape measure. There's a ruler. There's some SD cards. There's some pens and some uh, box cutters. Uh, yeah, there's tons of cool stuff that would end up in that drawer. <laughs> No, I couldn't do that. You know, I'm sitting here looking at my table listening to you, and it's like there's three binders on the table, you know, a stack of things, various things that I printed off regarding essential oils and herbs and stuff that I have to put away. I have, I do have a binder for it. Yeah. We, my husband just bought a or, uh, keyboard because he wanted to come up with uh, some kind of introduction and music at the beginning of a podcast yeah and we were having a, we were having a hard time finding anything online and he's been working with musicians and been has been in the music industry for like over 30 years oh well, there you so go so he purchased yeah so he well and that's what's really good about us working together is like he he can do all the sound stuff he used to mix sound for uh different bands and stuff and other things so he's been doing this for a long time yeah. So he, he's real good at that and, and the editing. And me, I'm the one who I put, I'll put everything together. I basically set up for the outline for how the podcast is going to flow, look for the get, get the guests and whatnot. Yeah. And okay. then, 
I, I we've been put, I've been put together like these little slideshows with a, a uh, audio in the back. All that was coming it was like it's not text, it's audio. So with the audio going in the the images doing like a slideshow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he does everything else. It's so cool when you can do that stuff yourself. Uh, I did graphic design for many years and I did audio engineering as well for many years and, you know, setting up music festivals, wiring like giant, giant speaker stacks together. I I had gotten thrown into a bunch of things like uh, above my skill level at some points where I was the only one who could possibly make this work. And I, I just got thrown into the fire for some things and it was like, well, this isn't happening. This whole music festival is not going to happen if I don't figure this out right now. And, you know, putting that fire under my butt, like it really made me become, I guess, good at that kind of stuff. But uh, I far prefer doing this part of, of it. You know, this side of the microphone is way more fun <laughs> than that other side. Oh, yeah, all totally. This... I totally agree. Oh, God. You yeah. know, well, both sides. I mean, being here is fun and being, you know, where you are, too. I mean, I, I, I love doing the podcast. I love hosting it. I love being the guest. I just love any kind of platform, except if it's, like, live. Well, the videos. I mean, I've done speaking engagements. I have no problem talking in front of people. Hmm. But I do have a problem with the camera. That camera just gets me. It's like, no, I am not doing video. <laughs> and I think part of the reason is because I actually had my own podcast back in 2015 on another platform. It was a weekly podcast on natural living. It was two hours every Friday, which is a long time for a podcast. Yeah. And I just, after after a year, I just got burnt out. And the hardest part was finding guests. So I just, you know, after that, I just went, no, you know, I'm I'm done for now. And then my husband recently approached me and was like, you know, I think we should start doing this again. Yeah. Because it seemed like w- with the uh, skincare products, the Heavenly Body skincare products, we were getting a lot more people on the website and more customers when we were doing the podcast. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were on this particular platform and they did a lot of talking about shungite. And the thing is, is that I use shungite in my shungite powder in my nighttime scrub. And I also infuse all of my oils, all of my liquids that I use in my skincare products are all infused with shungite. And because everybody on there was, they, they know how beneficial shungite is overall for the body, they would come to my site and they would buy my products. So I think that was a big thing. But that's not the only unique thing. Another unique thing about my product that instead of using using water or hydrosol, I actually use kombucha in, in three of my products. You're familiar with kombucha, right? Oh, hello? Yeah, I, did I lose you? I, I think I just cut out for a quick sec. You were just telling me about okay. the, the Shungai product. Did you hear the okay the the, the shungite? Yeah, I actually have shungite powder in my nighttime scrub, but I also infuse all of my oils and all of my liquids with shungite. So that was one reason I believe a lot of these people when we were doing that podcast were going to my website and buying the product was because of the shungite that it was contained in there. 
But another unique aspect about my skincare products is that I, instead of water or hydrosol, I actually use kombucha oh, in, no way. in place of that. Yeah, I brew it. I brew kombucha. I sell that. That's my biggest seller over at the mar- farmer's market. Oh. So the kombucha, I actually, what had happened was I had started selling the skincare products at the farmer's market, and they just weren't moving the way I wanted them to. And I had brewed, I started brewing kombucha six years ago, but I was the only one in the house drinking it at the time, so I just quit. And then when I was thinking, okay, the skincare products aren't moving the way I want them to at the market, what else can I do? And I thought, oh, you know what? I'll go back to brewing kombucha again. Mm -hmm. This way I'll have it to drink for myself, and whatever's left, I can go ahead and sell and well, at the time, I had a big banner behind me. It said Heavenly Bodies Organic Skincare. And I was like, well, how does kombucha fit in with skincare? So I did like five hours of research. It turns out that kombucha actually regenerates skin cells very, very quickly. Hmm. And it also, the good, good, the, good bac- the good bacteria that's in there will kill any bad bacteria. And I just found out that, like, you could take the scabby and use it on your face it's like a facial type thing yeah my husband had cut his finger out, out in his shop the one time he should have went and got stitches but he came to me and he was like what can you do for this so i cut off a piece of the scabby wrapped the scabby around the cut we put a band-aid on it four hours later he went to take a shower so he pulled the band-aid off with the scabby you could see the skin infusing right back together again it was cool oh cool. that was incredible yeah for anyone who doesn't yeah. know this this the scabby or scoby is that thick gooey glop stuff in the bottom of a bottle of kombucha which is uh because i grew my own mother my own mother scabby and which i'm sure you probably have have them too and probably more than one uh well yeah because every time you brew a batch of kombucha you get another scabby yeah yeah like they play with some rabbits do yeah i would take like uh i would take so here's what i did I bought because I couldn't get a I couldn't get a scoby anywhere. So I went and I bought. They said it was possible online if you buy like even a, a manufactured uh, kombucha from the store, and just to buy like one that doesn't have a lot of dark dyes in it. So try and get like a like a lemon or something, you know, or a, a more of a white tea. So I bought a white tea kombucha and filtered out the the lumps down at the bottom. And then there was another process of that being in another bottle with, I think there might've been a little bit of brewer's yeast put in and there might've been, there was a lot of sugar and a lot of, and uh, another little batch of tea or something. And, and that grew the SCOBY, the SCOBY grew. And in like, in less than a month, this thing was massive. Like this thing was huge. Uh, probably five inches in diameter and like two to three inches thick. Uh, it was, it was an awesome thing that I made. Yeah. They but, will grow according to the size of the container that they're in. Yeah. I grew gallon jars and I've got what they call a scabby hotel where I have oh. scabbies in that, that I'll sell at the market. Oh, cool. And because of the wider part of the, the gallon jars, like those over there, if I, I took a picture of it, it looks like a stack of pancakes. Yeah. Just all these scabbies on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And they're the total size. Yeah, they'll, they'll grow to the width of whatever container that they're in. 
Yeah. So then the mushroom goes and in. You know, it it is a mushroom. It's like a fungus, and it goes in and it ferment. Right. It ferments inside of whatever tea that you choose to later make, and then. Well, as long as it has tannins, the tea has to have tannins. You can't use flavored tea to brew kombucha. Right. So you do have to you do have to be careful. Right. I know they're one of the markets I stopped selling at, and the woman who was next to me uh, for like the two years I was selling there, she said, "Are you coming back?" And I said, "You know what? I don't think so. I've got other things that I want to do." And she said, "Do you mind if I make kombucha and sell it?" And I said, "No, go ahead." She, I asked her. I said, "Well, how's it going?" And she's like, it, "It tastes terrible. I can't, I can't get it to work." And then she said something which made sense to me. She said, "I think that the environment is just too negative." And I went, "Oh yeah, <laughs> because water has water is a recorder. It's you know, however you feel, however you, whatever you're thinking, whatever you say." You know, Dr. Emoto did that whole experiment with it, watching the water crystallize mm-hmm. with negative and positive words. So it was like, yeah, it was like, no, you know, I think you're going to have to get rid of that negativity. And it's hard for her because she, her daughter lives there with her two kids, too. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, you know, having people in one house and different personalities and clashing and whatnot. So. Um. But yeah, you'd almost need to like kombucha can be. Could, you'd almost need to like put your water out. Like um, sometimes we do moon water. We do moon charged water. Yes, where the moon water sits yes, out. I'm, yes, then, I'm, do, I'm doing that right now. It's great for manifesting for the new moon, and we just had that new moon. So it's uh, some of those energies are still hanging out. Yeah, so I have some. My water sitting from last night. And then what would you do with it with the water? What would you, like I use it to make my tea in the morning or I I drink it or, or that's pretty much I'll just drink it. <laughs> you know, I program it because again, water has memory. So mm. we can program it just like we can crystals. So whatever I want to manifest and write, you know, write something that my husband and I from home can make, you know, five thousand dollars a month for him to come off the road and to be able I told him I said I need to know how much we need to pay all of our bills and that, but have money put aside so that we need something we can go and we can do it and don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And also have other money put aside in case we have something that breaks. We don't like to be in debt. We don't like to use credit cards. No. We will if we have to. But then to have, a, like I said, another like pile of savings so that in case something breaks down and we need to repair it, we have money put aside and do that. And he said probably about five thousand. So right now I programmed my water for five thousand dollars. But I'm saying that you know I'm thankful that my husband and I make five thousand dollars a month from home. I'm being very specific about it, and I'm just putting in just love and you know thankfulness, gratitude, just beautiful thoughts, projecting that into the water, and then I just drink it. I just started doing this during the past three new moons. There's a center here, and I had gone there. They had a new moon gathering, and I went there, and they did that with the water, where they, they programmed it and left it in, at over overnight in the moon's energy, and then drank it. Oh, my my dog's so having my dog's having a bad dream over here. <laughs> Molly, 
Is that what that noise is? Yeah, did you hear that? I was trying to ignore it, and I was being like, well, you know what? Something's probably going on. He'll just go ahead and edit this out. I'm, I'm just going to keep on talking. It's okay, yeah. girl. <laughs> no, I'm just so in tune with what you're saying, and I didn't want it to get interrupted. So she's okay now. She's awake. You're okay, uh, Molly. You're here in the, uh, in the home. Like I said, I heard it, but I, I couldn't <laughs> tell what it was. Yeah, no. Yeah, I had to just stop that from happening oh <laughs> poor doggy well i'd rather wake her up you know you can also knows. you can also use crystals and infuse the water with crystal energy and drink mm. that too because crystals inside with various parts of the body just like the chakras right so you've got uh say for instance i'm trying to think uh, let's go with the throat chakra which is our communication and whatnot mm-hmm. um so that's that's blue. So say using blue lace agate, you could go ahead and take a Pyrex measuring cup or a small bowl, put the water in there, put your crystals in there, and then put them out in the sun. And you could let those sit for 24 hours or in the moon because that's the energy too. So you could do either one hmm. and get the energy. And it's really amazing because the water tastes sweet when you drink it. But you could. But the thing about it, you have to be careful because some of the crystals are actually actually toxic, like melachite. You can't do that with melachite, but there's another way you can do it. So you take your water, you put that in the middle of the glass bowl, and you put put the crystals on the outside. But then you want to program them. So say you want to use the melachite for a heart issue because it's green. So then you would say, you know, I think you melachite that you are aiding me with uh, this, this heart palpitations that I've been going through. And so let it, let it be and then breathe out that energy onto the stone, onto the crystal. Hmm. And then you have a program. Then go ahead and sit, just set it around the outside of the, of the bowl or measure, I use a measuring cup. Put it around there, and the energies from the crystals will go into the water that way too. Oh, cool! Yeah, we use mason jars, like full liter mason jars, and then that gives you the ability to use uh, colorful markers to write whatever cool little prayers on the outside of the bottle. So whatever the thing is that nice. you're trying to manifest, nice. like yeah, going back to. So the, are you? Are you doing that right now? Do you have water going? Not right now, but. Uh, usually, uh, I always do it on the full moon is when I do it. it do it on new moon because the new moon is for new beginnings. And it's really great for manifesting. Um, yeah, when is the, the next... I guess our our moon phases are different based on the geography of where we're at, I believe. That makes sense. Yeah. So I wonder when... So, well, for us, we just had our full moon. When was that full moon? Just, it was just recently. Actually, I think it was last Tuesday. It was past Tuesday. Oh, he said it was two weeks ago. So yeah, we're in a wax. Anyway, anyway, we're in a waxing crescent second, right now. We're waxing crescent moon. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I just kind of got into working with the moon, and that's another thing too. Like, um, I infuse olive oil with comfrey, marshmallow root, and plantain. And that's for my soothing, my soothing stab, which is my number one, number one selling product. And even with that, I can go ahead or my elderberry elixir and I could do that with the faces of the moon. So start it on the new moon and go to the full moon because 
because normally otherwise you would need to do six weeks. Hmm. So I could just go with the moon. So go from the new moon to the full moon, or you can go from the full moon to the new moon. Either one of those. What, if, what if it's a, what if it's, and it, we enter, what if it's cloudy out and we can't see the moon? It, it doesn't matter. You're still getting the energy. Because <laughs> I had asked about that when I first started uh, learning about the crystals and putting those out in the moon. Because we're, we, we're like out in the country. We have a lot of trees out in our yard. So there's no way that I can put my crystals in direct um, moonlight. Right. I do not see the moonlight. So okay. I can't do that. So I was reading up on, on it and they say it doesn't matter. You're still getting the energies. Geez, we get it so bright that sometimes it feels like there's a, a a light shining from the sky, like it it gets so bright in the backyard. And then the coolest thing I've noticed uh, about moonlight recently in the last couple of years is that, so as you know, there's the decline of bees that's been happening, but there's also these little white moonlight moths that go from flower to flower and we're like pollinating flowers so there's like nighttime pollinators so that was a cool thing that uh that moonlight provides i never heard about that yeah that's cool yeah so i was like look the nature is kind of maybe fixing itself to to adapt and adjust for the lack of bees will get picked up by the the night crew will come in and uh, take over the shift punch their punch cards and get to work (laughs) well you know and the earth will, will will heal itself too if we allow allow it, just like our bodies will. Yeah, you know our our bodies are very intricately made, and if we'll just tend to them the right way and give them what they need to do what they need to do, you know we can heal ourselves. You were we were talking about the teeth very early in the discussion, and uh, check out Sky Cubby. He has a website, and he actually has a protocol for for healing cavities. What's his name? Yeah, again? Sky it's pretty Sky, amazing. Sky yeah. Cubby. What was his uh, name? I lost you for a sec. Yeah. What was his name again? Sky Cubby. Yeah, Sky Cubby. It's spelled Sky just like the sky, and a, a last name is Cubby with a K. K U B B Y. He's over in Hawaii. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dealing. Yeah, dealing with the chi. Uh, I just started doing Tai Chi just a week ago, and I really like it. It's great on those days when you don't want to, you don't want to do all that yoga, and you don't want to, maybe you don't even want to meditate that day. It's it's such a cool practice to have. Uh, moving the I chi around. Get, I've, try, I've tried yoga, and I cannot get into it. You could keep that down, dog, and that down, dog, and stay down. Although <laughs> I do like the warrior, I I do like the warrior pose. That's that's a real nice stretch. Yeah. I have not done tai chi, but I have done qigong, which is very similar. Have you ever done qigong? No, not yet. But uh, my my flatmate has, and she highly recommends it. Uh, especially since yeah. I, I liked the Tai Chi as much as I did. Well, the, the cool thing about the Qigong, too, is, again, you know, we're going back to the fact that we're all energy. That's another way to raise the vibration of frequency, yeah. you know, and it goes through all the different organs and whatnot. And actually, when I do it, even just a short time, I could feel the energy literally running through my body. It's awesome. Right. Have you... Uh, 
so, I mean, I know you've probably done it, but have you done it on purpose? Any earthing? Well, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier, like going to down to the beach. You know, that's why it's so good for you. Or yeah. Now, here in Louisiana, I will not take off my shoes and walk around the, the, the grass. There's ants down here that get you no matter where you are. They crawl between your toes are horrible. <laughs> and it's something because here I was born and raised in Chicago and ran around barefoot all the time. Yeah. Here I come to the south, <laughs> uh, come to the south, and they talk about people in the south being barefoot and pregnant. They might be pregnant, but I'm telling you, they're not freaking barefoot because <laughs> you can't go barefoot down here without the ants thinking that, you know, you're a buffet. Oh, wow. Huh? No, I but thought... Yeah, we do, we like, or most of the time when we do earthing, it's, we go down to a body of water. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've got a hole in the backyard where I can just sit and put my feet in this hole and cover it up with mud and have a lawn chair and it just sits and overlooks the yard. And it's really nice. nice. And But I mean, the, I live in a very rustic and clean kind of place. And there's not too many ants that I've felt so far. Uh, but there's a little forest for like a dog park at the end of my street. So I'll often just go barefoot up and down the street. And this is just something. I mean, I've done it as a child. Yeah. And going to the beach and everything like that. Standard places where you'd have your shoes off. But I've never like made such a dedication as I have this summer to every day get out for 30 minutes. And I'm even as, even as it's getting colder now, I'm still doing it. I'm still going out and trying to get those, uh, get those minutes in. Although I'm before I could walk around for an hour or more barefoot. Now I'm timing it. I'm like, okay, 20 minutes. And then I don't have to do this anymore. It's freezing out here. (laughs) So yeah, I'm doing it, but reluctantly, (laughs) uh, no, I think if we ended up digging a hole in our backyard, we'd probably end up digging in an anthill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of ants. That's yeah. a lot of ants. Well, they're, hey. they're... No, go ahead. They're what? They're bad. They're really bad down here. They're just, they're, they're horrible. I've never seen ants like this. And the thing is, is they're itty bitty little ants. And they will bite you. And it's it, it stings and it burns. Yeah, but the, little the nice fire. thing is, is that my soothe my soothing salve. Once it's like I, if I, we get bit, we put the soothing salve on any of the bites we get. Mm. It takes that stinging and itching away, and actually, if you get it right away, that you'll never have a bite a, a bite mark. It just it goes away. Oh, cool, cool. That's really cool that you make that. It's not cool that there's so many ants everywhere. Uh, it's always the little ones that bite the worst. It's like, oh, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, it's never the big ones because you can see them coming a mile away. The They they grow some right? pretty big ones around here that will probably carry your baby away. Uh, <laughs> That's the mosquitoes down here. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll pick up the children and carry them off to the mountains. Right. <laughs> and, you know, but we moved, we've been down on the, here in Louisiana for eight years now. And we were just like getting into the natural living. So at that time, when we first moved down here, I was still using off with the deep myth. And I had sprayed some and I was sitting on our patio and our patio was actually enclosed with the section that the previous owner didn't, didn't, you know, so they had a way of getting in. 
you know, I put that off on and I think it was, they, they thought I put icing on myself. It was like icing on the cake. It was like, oh, wow, now she's got this on her. She's really good <laughs> because it didn't, it didn't phase them. And uh, I was like, what the heck, man? This, this just on her ruthless. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hey, but yeah. Um, uh, hey, Joyce, it's, geez, it's been like an yeah. uh, hour, over, over an hour and a half now. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like we could just keep talking all day. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I think we could. And when it comes to natural living, there's a, a lot to talk about that people yeah. just don't realize how expensive it is. You no. know, again, it's not eating organic food. It, 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 there's so much more, so much more, and that's why we could go on talking all day because it's a very in-depth way of living. Yeah, it's just not. Um, just, one, it's just not organic food. That's a part of it. That's not just that. Well, one of the things I want to address real quick on the way out here is like the cost of these things and that, you know, people turn their noses up at organic food, for example, and like, oh, it costs too much. And it's like, no, it costs what food actually costs to make. That's what it actually costs a human to grow something, enough of them in a square footage and to, to deliver them to you. This is what it actually costs. These other costs we've become accustomed to, and, and it's, it's with food, it's with products and everything. We've become accustomed to these low costs because they're sourcing it from uh, cheaper materials. They're sourcing it through slave labor. They're sourcing it through other countries where they're avoiding taxes and mm -hmm. things like that, you know, and right. that's why the price has been driven down so much. But now we believe that that's the real price of things. So that when you hear someone who's like, Oh, I'm, I, I make I grow organic vegetables. This is the price. And you go, Oh, you got to be crazy. Or even someone who like, like yourself making natural skincare products, you know, people like to turn their nose up at some of the prices involved. And I'm just like, no, this is what it actually costs to use real products and real quality material. This is what it actually would cost if, if all these corporations weren't kind of getting in the way of, of real life, we would all still be accustomed to this, you know? So mm -hmm. I just want to say that to everybody well, because. Well, so, I think that uh, go on. I'm sorry. Well, you just, you just can't turn your nose up at something because it, it, it ends up costing a little bit more. And I'm not saying your guys' products cost a, a bit more. I'm just saying in general, a lot of this stuff, because I go to these uh, farmer's markets and I go to these wellness uh, fairs and it, it is always a little bit more pricey. But you know what? It's going back to your community. It's going to help people who are local. The money's going to stay in your environment. The energy is going to cycle in your environment, if anything. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> that was odd. It just kind of cut out at the end again. Yeah. Well, and you know, because we are in Louisiana and we have hurricanes, we have a tin roof. So sometimes, you know, that'll just happen. Normally it happens like if I walk around, normally I try to stay in one place. And I'm usually okay. Yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while that will happen. But all of a sudden it'll just, cut out yeah. um, as far as you know pricey is as, as far as prices go you know that's one thing with my skincare products it, well first off let me say this you know it's something that people will complain about the price that they have to pay for organic food but women especially 
you should see the amount of money that women will pay for shoes to have their nails done on a brand name uh, bag. I'm going to use Gucci because I don't know anything else on those brand names. Mm. They will spend big bucks on this stuff. But when it comes to eating healthy or tending to their bodies and doing something good, oh, that's too much money. You just bought a freaking $200 bag and you're going to complain, you know, about spending more money on food. But, you know, the thing that we found out, too, is that the when you don't eat organic, you're not, you're not, it's not food you're eating. It is not food. It is toxic chemicals. It is genetically modified and your body does not recognize the DNA and it's going, what the heck do you want me to do with that? <laughs> and that's the reason why we have a lot of the health issues that we have right now yeah. is, is, is due to that. And the thing is, too, my husband and I found out when we started eating organic, I've always been aware of my weight and the foods that I ate since I was 17. I know how the, the effects that they have on my body. I know how much I have to work out in order to maintain my weight. And I've done that, like I said, since I was 17. Well, all of a sudden, this isn't working anymore. What's wrong with this picture? All of a sudden, I'm hungrier than I normally would be. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then through research, we real we realized, you know, that the food that we're eating, we weren't getting the nutrients. So my body wasn't craving more food. It was craving more nutrients. Well, during this, you know, during that time, I'm eating more food than I normally would. Now, once we went to organic, my body went back to the way it was, and I could eat like I was eating before. So... I was eating more food, so was, you know, I, to me, I was spending just as much money probably eating that food that's not even food and eating organic because it's going to balance out because I'm not eating as much because my body is getting the nutrients and the vitamins that it needs. And as far as skincare products go, women pay big bucks for skincare products. Yeah. My husband told me when, when I started formulating mine, and part of my branding is that my products are cruelty-free, they have certified organic ingredients, and are pocketbook-friendly. And when I price, and I'm, my, my products are very reasonably priced, and people are shocked because of the price. But my husband was like, do you know how much you can get for this? And I said, yes, I do, but I'm not going to do that. Because I feel that everybody should be able to get quality products at a reasonable price. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Especially because, like, I have a half ounce size of some of like the skincare regimen, and then I have a four ounce size, and like the half ounce size of the nighttime scrub was like six dollars, and the daytime scrub was five dollars. Well, I felt like people were kind of going, "Oh, you know, she can't be using good product, good ingredients, so she can charge that much." Or first off, that's a half ounce size. There's not a whole heck of blood in there, but. That's another thing about my, my products is they will last. That half ounce container of eye and face cream, both of both a nighttime scrub and daytime scrub, they are going to last you at least a month if it's just you using them. Right. The soothing stuff, which I use on a regular basis, I use it every day because I use it on my lips all the time. Yeah. And then, of course, because I'm in Louisiana and getting bit by mosquitoes all the time, I'm always using it. But, you know, they can see the com, and they can look at all the issues that the soothing staff heals with. I always tell people, I said, you know, 
it works with so much. I've used it on sprained ankles. People have used it on um, dry moles and rashes, all kinds of stuff. But the one thing it cannot be used on is an open wound because there's comfrey in there. Comfrey regenerates skin cells very quickly. And if there's an infection in there, it will actually seal the infection inside the body. So we have a warning on the label that states that. (laughs) Cool. Well, Joyce, it's been a pleasure having you here on the show. Uh, If ever I'm in Louisiana... Thank you, Jay. I've enjoyed being on here. If ever I go to Louisiana, I know who I'm going to call first, and I know where I'm going to be hanging out. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm an hour from Baton Rouge, and I'm also an hour from New Orleans. Oh, no way. There you go. I've always wanted to do the Mardi Gras in in New Orleans. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's what everybody says. They say that, and then after they don't want to do it again? Is that what they say? They actually do Mardi Gras all over Louisiana. It's not just New Orleans. Okay. But um, that's where the big, I mean, you know, coming from as an outsider, all we have is Hollywood to tell us what, what's going on. So we only see it happening in like the big city of uh, New, New Orleans. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It would be fun to go in and, and be a part of all that and then be able to escape the madness an hour away to the countryside for some natural bliss and some heavenly bodies. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, yeah. thank you. Thank you again for being here. And I'm just going to stop the recording now. Ah, oh, yeah. I just keep meeting the nicest folks on this podcast. I just want to say, like, I feel so blessed to have this network that reached out in such a mass form as it has. And I'm grateful for all these new, amazing energies, these spirits, these entities, these humans (laughs) for being a part of this thing that I don't even know what to call it at this point. You know, there's no path, there's no destination, there's no endpoint in sight. It just feels right to do this. It feels like this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing right now at this time in my life. There's no money attached to any of this unless you buy my new book over at www.jcoleyoga.ca and scroll on down to the book section. There's no money. There's no incentive. There's no boss telling me to do these shows and who to interview. I just, I must do them. There's no way around it. The show must go on and I'm currently sitting in the show host seat. And so I host. That's what I do. If anyone asks me from now on that famous question, what do you do? Well, what do you do? I'm going to tell them the truth that I host meaningful conversations with prominent and promising members of society. That's all for another week, folks. Until next time. Peace, love and light. Namaste. And all that other good noise. And we out of here.